Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're back. We're back after a week off. It's the Greg's Garage Pod with host Jason Pridmore, presented by Bike911.com. You need some help? Go reach out to Alex Asante, Bike911.com. Jason Pridmore, that's a website. So what you do is you go to a web browser, you type in bike, then the nine, then the one, then the one, then the dot com. Hit enter. Jason, we took a week off. Why? All right, we took a week off, and both Greg and I said that we were going to do a post saying that we'll be back this week. But Greg had, <laughs> Greg kind of had a family emergency last week that kind of came up that we uh, that he couldn't be around. And since he is, he is the man when it comes to this podcast. Um, he had to he had to get out of town. I was out of town, and I was ready to do the podcast. What Tuesday? I think we we were both we were on track to do it, yeah. and then yeah, I had I got a phone call, and that was the end of that. I had to go. Yeah. So so, so that was. I flew last week. I flew on Tuesday evening. I flew to Indianapolis. And then did you go to Putnam Park with you never went to Putnam Park with me at the school, did you? I don't think I went with you, but I raced at Putnam Park Weira and did did some other stuff there. So I think I've been to Putnam three or four times. I remember going there when I did do Weira, I raced an endurance race ah. and I did sprint races there. Well, we went there and I like the layout a lot. You know what? I like Honestly, I didn't really remember it being something that I loved when I went there maybe years ago to do schools, but I really mm-hmm. liked it. The track surface was awesome. They've done a lot of upgrades, uh, Greg. They've, they've got some nice garages in the back now that weren't there when you and I, or when I was doing schools. So they got garages and they've done, it's a, it's like a country club type of thing, which a lot of tracks have gone to. I don't think that they hold any events there anymore, like competitive events. It's all testing. Um, obviously, with Indianapolis being kind of the, the center point for so many race teams, um, there's a lot of testing that goes on out there. They don't do an abundance of bike days. Um, I spoke to. Oh, they don't. No, they don't. And so, but I mean, just to, you can't make money doing motorcycle stuff. Car stuff's easy. Jay, how long is that track? I remember, I, I feel like it's like 2.2 or 2.3. The lap like times it wasn't, were, is it longer than that? The lap times were fast. I don't know if it's longer than that, to be honest with you. I, I think that you're right around in that area. Because the lap times are, I think the best lap time around there is somewhere like around a minute 10 or a minute 9. Oh, yeah. It's, it's so pretty, pretty small. It's got to be pretty fast. Um, yeah. It's a fast track. Mm. For those that have never been there. Got some elevation, nice elevation changes. I had a blast. Goes clockwise. Yeah. Right? Clockwise. Yeah, it goes yeah. clockwise. I got there Tuesday evening and I left Thursday evening and I went back there and- Weather good for you guys? It was great. It was warm, um, but I worked with Solly Mervis. Solly's a great kid, man. Great kid. Great story. His story will probably come out a little bit more as um, you know, as people get to know who he is, but- he he never even started riding till two years ago. He's already got one. He's already got a Moto America weekend under his belt, which is pretty impressive. But super motivated young man, very bright. And um, no, it was it was a lot of fun just getting down there and riding with him for two days. I rode a four hundred for two days, GW. My fat ass, <laughs> and not a good one. Not, I mean, not the not the new Ninja four hundred RR no. freaking. Four cylinder, four four hundred ripper. No, thank that I want to buy so badly. I'm so happy. I got to ride. I got to ride a Ninja four hundred, an unrestricted one, and I had a, which is. I mean, how how much can they possibly restrict those things? Yeah, well, they just do it with. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was it. We were doing the math on it, me and Solly, because his bike made made like six horsepower less, and then we were doing the okay. whole. We were doing the whole. Every seven pounds is a horsepower, you know. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. well, 
<laughs> my fat ass, I'm still, I, I might be operating at a deficit still when it works. <laughs> so. Hey, Sully, give me 12 more horsepower. We're even, man. Yeah. We're even. Yeah, but yeah, anyways. So he's he's a good kid. And um, so I went down there, flew home, had, had the hellish trip home Thursday. I got on the last seat coming out of Chicago after a bunch of weather delays. G-Dub, uh-huh. and I know you've been here before. You know, I got, you know, uh-huh. you know, I got status with United. And on this trip, yeah. it was like, you have zero status right now. Like, <laughs> we don't care about you right about now. You we got a lot of other problems. Any. So I get to the gate. I rush to the gate. The lady gives me a ticket. Get my ticket. And it's 39A. I'm in the very, very back. <laughs> There's not a row behind me. And I'm next to the turret. And I'm in the corner. And I've got two Marines next to me on my right. Like, I was, I was blocked in there. It was like, I am not moving on this trip. <laughs> so um yeah that and then we got Brainerd this week. I'm I once I leave today I'm gone till August 13th. So oh my we're going to figure out we're going to figure out podcast stuff because I'm going to be uh I'm going to be on the road. <clears throat> um we should be getting supported actually. Um this podcast should be supported in the future by Audio Technica. Yep. Including getting some new like travel like I'd be like a headset with a microphone mm-hmm. on it, Jay. So hopefully we can figure out how to get that to you. If, uh, if that gear starts rolling in, maybe once, once the guy who's gonna, who's working with us, he was on vacation last week, uh, was on vacation pretty much since we left the last race. Okay. So some new microphones and some things through audio technica will be cool. We'll figure, I'll try to figure that out this week. Maybe we can get some stuff sent to the track and then you can just have it. It should be small, compact, but it'll be better than running those like iPod headphones that kind of sound like you're on the phone. It'll be a like headphones you have on just with a microphone, like a pro quality mic, kind of like we use at the booth. Yeah. But it'll be USB yeah. plug. Yep. I just got to, so it should, you'd be able to fit it in your backpack or your suitcase or whatever. I got a brand new set of Bose too. And hmm. hey, I've had nice. like, huh? yeah, a lot of crazy. I, Last week, I was getting ready to leave. I, I don't think I told you this, but I was getting ready to leave here on Tuesday. So Monday night, I'm like, you know, I should just check, make sure I got my passport and stuff. Because I'm leaving from Minnesota. I'm going to England and I'm going to go to MotoGP at Silverstone and play some golf over there and things. So uh, my, my passport expired on July 21st, like two days ago. Whoopsie. So yeah, I came back from, uh, let's just say that they more than got their money out of me. It was not good. It was not good. Did you get your passport? Did you get it already? It's getting expedited and sent to Brainerd. Yeah, which is, which, which, dude, I mean, I've heard that there's just a passport crisis right now. There's just so many people have applied. I I, I honestly think that there's been a, there's been a bit of a shift in terms of people's conservative, conservativeness towards, um, I don't know, travel, happiness, whatever you want to call it since the pandemic. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many I know that there are local businesses here in North Carolina that are suffering because their sales are down 30%. And I think that a lot of that has to do with the fact that people aren't here. I mean, I've, you know, I drive around this area, dude, I go shoot here, shoot a tournament there, do whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and dude, traffic is down. Like people are on vacation. Oh, dude, it is or, slammed in the airports. Because our, our stuff, yeah, slammed in the airports. It's, it's like on the weekends, like, dude, I was coming back from where I had to come back. It was Friday night. And I was coming back from Louisville, Kentucky, yeah. going through West Virginia in my car. And oh, it you was ended up driving. Okay. Three. Yeah. I ended up driving. Yeah. yeah eight hours each way. It was three 30 in the afternoon and the line to get through the toll booth, the first toll booth in West Virginia's turnpike was 
I mean, it took me 25 minutes to get through the toll booth. Like, yeah, what? That's brutal. And all that's these so people brutal, had carriers. <laughs> yeah, and, but they all had carriers. Like, like so many of them had like you know, the the car the extra carriers on top of the car or behind them. Like, you could tell that these people are on vacation. Yep, they're yeah. they're gone. Yeah, you know, and the ver- the variety of license plates. They were all from the north going. And I'm like, why are you guys going south in the middle of the winter? Like, it's hot down here. Stay up north. Yeah. You, because I was I was heading kind of like south, you know, southeast. Yeah. But anyway, well, enough with all that stuff. Yeah, um, I'm headed. I'm headed to co- on this week's podcast. Yeah, listen, we got to talk about yeah. Brainerd because it's this week. Brainerd headed there. We uh we we talk a little bit about World Superbike. Yep, and because Imola. you know they they had Imola. Yep, and then they have most coming up this weekend, and then we'll talk a little bit about um, Promoto, and and we'll check in to see how. Uh, how it's going for Jet Lawrence and see, but right now we're going to talk about our news presented by Arai. And I have something very specific to say, Jason. Let's hear it. Helmets made by the dedicated hands of those who work at Arai have shown examples of supreme protection for decades. The numerous improvements by their experienced hands and professional desire to further the protection of riders' heads are among many unique reasons Arai helmets perform the way they do. From our very first helmet to those we make today, rider protection remains our first priority, and we at Arai shall never forget the value of what we have been seeking to protect is priceless. Go visit AraiAmericas.com. Check out the latest and greatest that they have to offer. AraiAmericas.com. All right, Jay, let's start right out of the gate. Moto America news. It's good news and bad news, okay? Fresh and lean progressive Yamaha's Cameron Peterson is out for the remainder of the season. He's going to have surgery on his wrist. That's the bad news. The good news is he's getting it done, right, Jay? Yeah. And he's 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 got time to heal for next season. 100%. What do you think? What are your thoughts? Well, yeah, it's 100% right. It's it's got to get done. Cam tried to uh tried to ride around it. He rode really well actually. Just He's had a really, really kind of strange year. Unlucky, some might say, obviously, because he's had some some definite um you gotta have a little luck in racing every now and then. And he just hasn't really seemed like he's had it this year through no fault of his own. Um I know he's had a couple slide offs, but he's also had a couple mechanicals and you know, whatever. So yeah, you gotta get the thing done. So I think it's a scaphoid too, I believe, because it's just, it's an injury that he's had in the past. We already had a pin in it. And it sounded like um, he heard it again. And so it's a very, very sensitive area um, around your, in your wrist there that if it doesn't heal. It doesn't get a lot of blood flow. So, and you don't want the bone to die. So I'm sure Doc Brian, I, th- I don't know if it's Doc Brian, but I bet it is, uh, who's probably getting in there and going to try to sort the thing out and get it better for him. Got to do it. All right. So yeah. let's, let, let's, let's speculate. Okay. In, the, in the press release about it, Stamboli said they'll make the announcement about rider replacement who do you see as an op- an option to step into his shoes? I don't know, at least for Brainerd and then moving forward. You, you know, Greg. I mean, you got to be eighteen. Number one, you got to be eighteen. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Well, that that's that, that's the first requirement. I guess the thing for me is to say, I I, I really I don't really know. Uh, I think Josh is obviously the easy one right now. Hayes because Josh Hayes he's with Yamaha. Yeah. And- He's ridden the bike already this year. We already saw him riding it at Road America when they had they had a, a bad weekend there, obviously, for the for that team. Otherwise, there's a good chance we might have seen Josh actually race that weekend. But once they had their problems after 
after what was it Friday morning FP one, um, they sat out that next session. And so, you know, Richard and the boys had their, their hands full. Um, I think for this weekend, only because we haven't heard anything different, probably be Josh. Uh, you know, I, I, who does Yamaha have in the fold? Uh, you and I talked a little bit just now, like maybe Nico Canepa. Nico does a lot of, uh, he does a lot of stuff for Yamaha over there. Yeah, test, testing with the world superbike team. He does a lot of testing for them. He's um, he does world endurance for the factory um, mm-hmm. supported team in world endurance. Yart, he could be a guy, but see, I don't know because I know they're on summer break. I think after this weekend, um, at most, world superbike goes on a summer break. Yeah, so we would need somebody for for Pittsburgh. Um. Yeah, it's a uh, triple, triple header, dude. Can you imagine? Yeah. Hey, I'm going to Moto America to race three complete long distance, you know, like normal distance races. Yeah. I'm, you know, I don't know. I mean, I'd like to see a guy like, um, I don't know. I mean, do you, you, you know, here, here we've the seen thing JD on the bike before, haven't we? JD Beach? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. But I don't know what like, a, a guy like JD Beach like could be a possibility. Yeah. I, I know. Aren't they in Peoria this weekend? Right. So it wouldn't be this weekend. There's no shot. Right. But, um, you know, I kind of, I kind of sit there and I'm thinking to myself, okay, there's some European options. Canapa is one of them. I didn't think about him, but sure. He's been here before, right? He filled in, yep. uh, for on the Westby team, I believe at Laguna at Laguna. Uh. So Canapa would be an option for sure. <coughs> uh, Hayes has got to be top of the list. That's right. Cause as, he's as here. You brought it up and I totally, for, but he already, you're right. He was on the bike for like a session. Wasn't he? A couple of races. At Road ago. America. He was. Yeah. Yeah, sticky in terms of probably the thing with his team and, you know, the fact he's in a super sport championship and all that kind of stuff. So we'll see how that all plays out. I was like, I'm thinking to myself, would they, you know, here's the thing. Cam P's at the end of his contract. So I'm sure that Cameron Peterson's a little bit nervous too as to who they're going to put on that bike because he doesn't have a chance to continuously. I think Cam Peterson's done enough uh, and shown enough speed and enough improvement where I think the guy should be a shoe in if he's fixed. Yep. And he's 100% healthy. And that's why you go early. You know, you don't wait until the end of the year. You just get going. And by the time Cameron Peterson gets to the beginning of next season, he's going to be probably the fittest he's ever been. Yeah, he'll be fine. Right? Yep. Yeah. Um, But uh, what about like, like I'm sitting there going like, what about some Hail Mary, like a Ben Glotty or, you know what I mean? Like somebody like that. Yeah. But I'm sure knowing knowing Yamaha, look. I don't know what his status is. You got like guys like Andrew Lee sitting there. By the way, did you see that? I think it as I'm putting two and two together, it looks like Damian Jagalov isn't going to race anymore. Oh, he got no. a new job. He moved to Scottsdale. What? Yeah, and he yeah he moved. I I saw it somewhere, like maybe on like I was. It was a rare occasion when I had to go on Facebook for something. Huh. And I think I saw he posted that he moved to Scottsdale. He was out in front. He said, "I have a new job, new opportunity." And then it came out on Road Racing World dot com that he is being replaced by a French super sport rider huh. and I do not know how to pronounce his name. But um yeah. I'm trying I'm trying to look for it and see interesting. Um apparently he races in the French super sport class and finishes on the podium and all that kind of stuff. Interesting, interesting, interesting. So I guess Kayla Yako was at the R7 Cup over the weekend. In I saw that too. She did pretty well, Spain. it sounds like. Yeah, she got second and a third, I think. Yep. So. Yeah, that's 
That's good. And she was at where were they at? Circuit uh, Alcaraz or Alcaraz or something? Al, Al, yeah, Alcaraz. That's the one I've never yeah. been to. Was it Road Racing World? I saw that on. Yeah. With by the way, with Kayla or with Damien? No, no, no. With the uh, with the uh, oh no, it was on MotoAmerica.com. <clears throat> Sorry, Jay. That's where it was. That's where I saw it. It was on MotoAmerica.com. It was the latest post for today. So, and I apologize for all of our French listeners out there, but the guy's name is L O I C, but it's I, it's got the, the yeah. thing on top. So I don't know how you pronounce that. Lochi. Arbel. Yeah. Huh. Lochi. Loey. Interesting. Uh, he'll be replacing Damien Jagaloff at Brainerd International on the uh, 3D Motorsports team. But that, that would be in a line with what I saw posted on Facebook about Jigalov. Anyway, look, we wish Cam Peterson a speedy recovery. I hope his, sur- his surgery is completely successful. I hope that he's continues on with the freshly progressive Yamaha team next year and all that good stuff. I'm sure that once his wrist is in a good position, he will be on call of duty and I'll be playing with him this winter. It's oh, cute. And uh, we'll keep you posted. Yeah. yeah. Um, look, we've, we've spoken about the MotoGP dilemma with Pedro Acosta and KTM and where do you put the guy? Yeah. Right. But apparently uh, Lucio Cecchinello, who is is the principal for LCR Honda, got a call from uh, Francesco Guadotti, who's the team manager for KTM. And you know, I've known Guadotti for a long time, and I'm I'm a big fan of that guy. I really like him a lot. Yep. But you know, they're just two dudes wrapping out, and he asked him about the spot and if 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 LCR was interested in moving to KTMs. And what Cecchinello said was that he has you know nearly a 20 year relationship with Honda. He'd like to continue on with that. And that he's got a contract at least through 2024 with Honda. <laughs> if you're if you're LCR Jay at the moment, yeah. do you agree with the loyalty, or do you you know would you would you switch brands? Like, what is your position on it? You know me, I'm like wicked loyal dude. So to. like for me, but I'm like just just stay with Honda. Right? Yeah, here's the thing though, they've been around, they've been with them for 20 years. It's not like they haven't had their. Uh... Their day in the sun, and it, and if they have an opportunity to land a kid like Acosta and do a long term deal with KTM, I don't think it's a bad plan either. And I think it all depends, really. I mean, right now the cards are all the 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 cards are all falling on the ground right now for Honda. It seems, you know, um, it's uh, you know, you hear all the talk about Marquez. I mean, Mir's been wanting to get out of his contract. I don't know if you saw that, but. It looked like he had a chance to possibly go to, to ride a Ducati, but there's so many guys lined up for those Ducati seats right now that it's, you know, what are you going to do? So it's, it's, uh, look, I think it depends what are, it, it, look, if you look at it like this, GW, even where there's a lot of Kawasaki teams in World Superbike right now as well that are not the Kawasaki team that are saying, like, hey, we can't stick with Kawasaki anymore because we don't think the bikes are going to be competitive and we don't know where to move forward from here. For privateer teams or for teams like LCR, I think that they have to have some sort of results. And other than Rins winning in Texas, I can't think of a result that LCR's had in the last couple of years. It's really been that great, you know? And now Rins is going to go. I mean, what does that say? Rins doesn't even want to ride the thing. He can go ride for, for Yamaha if Morbidelli goes. So, I mean, I don't think it's a bad move. If, if KTM comes in and says, we want to put Petra Acosta on the team, you could be a feeder team for us. Have five K five KTMs out there. I don't think it's a bad deal. I know there's I a loyalty thing there, but there does come a point where everything comes to an end. And if you can start afresh with something new, you saw your buddy uh, 
Hervé did that, right? I mean, he went from yes, he moved over to KTM, and yeah. he seems like a pretty loyal he was guy. With Yamaha, a long, pretty time. loyal guy at yeah. Yamaha for years and years and years, and finally was like, "Hey, writing is on the wall here for us." That could have been something though, more with like actually Yamaha saying, "Hey, we don't know if we're going to have a satellite team anymore," so it definitely could have had something to do with that, but. Yeah, and maybe KTM <clears throat> had the inkling that they were going to do this gas gas thing and make him gas gas factory, Tech Three gas gas factory, right? Like, yeah, you know, you, you so so if you look at what Hervé Pancheral did in the long term, you're like, brilliant move by splitting from Yamaha. One, their bikes are a pile, and two, you're now factory gas gas, which is just KTM. I understand all that's body work, but still, weren't they saying that they were trying to make this team with Pedro Acosta like the factory Husqvarna team? Because it's all the same. It's all the same. Yeah. So they were going to um, go like gas, gas, I haven't KTM, heard that, but that would make... Yeah, Husqvarna. Yeah, that would make perfect sense. The, <laughs> you know, I, I don't think gas, gas makes a street bike. So you're like, mm. I know they make like funny. trials bikes and, you know, off-road bikes and things. But again, European marketing, I don't know. You know, it's you can't strange. just look at what you think about the US, but... But then you're... It makes sense. Yeah. It's all under that KTM umbrella. Now they've added that MV Augusta line to their, to their branding as well. Yeah. And you got, you look at it like you got guys like... Your boy Ayagura, who was like just ready to step up and ride MotoGP, and then he gets hurt during the off season. I'm sure that guy's not ready to go jump on a Honda. Guys like Jake Dixon, you know, dude. I mean, mm-hmm. you get to a stage where is it better to go and get in MotoGP and ride a bike that's the worst bike out there, probably without question right now? Is it better to go jump on that bike as a rookie? I mean, what happens to you? You know, it's like. What happens to you when you don't do well or if you don't do well? I mean, they're going to keep trying to find somebody to replace you until they find the guy that they think can ride the bike, correct? Yeah, but can you imagine living your dream into a nightmare? I mean, it's like, I just keep thinking back. It's what happened to Zemke. You know, Zemke comes up through the ranks. He gets signed on factory Honda, Mm -hmm. and a new president of Honda came in and started this self-reliance program. So instead of flying to... Um, Japan and and Honda basically American Honda taking delivery of HRC bikes and those guys sitting in the wind tunnel and doing all the stuff that they've been doing for years. Zemke gets on that thing and they go, "Nope, we're going to build street bikes." Yep. And it was a, it was the whole program was a disaster, right? For years and and you're like, you know, I mean, even even you would have to admit that Zemke is a talented, oh, yeah. really talented motorcycle racer, Without right? Like question. he. He was fast and and he had really good control of the bike and all those things. And I remember living through that, just going like, this dude just got absolutely railed. Yep. Just railed by some, you know, new president who comes in from Japan and says, this is the new thing, self-reliance, let's go for it. And the whole factory team was like, well, what, what? They're like, yeah, uncrate that CBR 1000 right there and go race factory Kawasaki, go race factory, you know, Suzuki you know, Ducati, whatever, you know, Yamaha and all that and stuff. And it was like, literally overnight, Honda was in the back of the field. Yep. Middle of the field. Yep. Anyway, so yeah, so interesting. I mean, you know, Chacanello says he's not doing it, but I agree with you, Jason. I think that you have a casual conversation and then that percolates and you start to think about all those things that you just brought up that would this really make sense? Um, World Superbike News, the final round of the season, round 12, was scheduled for Argentina. It has been canceled. The reason they're saying in the press release is due to the intense electoral cycle that happens down in Argentina. That race would have been during a weekend when they actually made the transition of power for their elections and stuff. And they felt like 
out of respect and of course for the mayhem that may ensue down there that it was better not to do that um they said they're going to reschedule around 12 any ideas any rumors that you're hearing through your world superbike contacts i mean at least like is it coming to little talladega maybe 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 little talladega i think that's on top of the list it's a great promoted by greg white productions yes <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah um no, I, I look. I know that the Argentina round, where World Superbike goes, according to Steve English, is much nicer than where they go to MotoGP, in the sense that the areas and stuff of where MotoGP mm. is isn't as nice. Uh, the track, but the track doesn't get used. I look. I'm not going to miss. I've never been there, but I'm not going to miss not watching that race because the track is dirty. Every year those guys go there, the track looks just like garbage. The Argentina track, yeah. Um, so you got like this, again, it's kind of like a Mandalika thing. You got this circuit that is just filthy dirty every time the riders go there. They don't clean it. They don't do anything. The track is just, I don't know, just doesn't seem interesting. Where will they go? Well, there's an abundance of places I'm sure that they could. Um, in Europe, there's in tons Europe, of places. Yeah, yeah, they're going to probably pick somebody somewhere yeah. in Spain. Um, you know, I mean, what do you got there? You got Jerez, you got Valencia, you got all kinds of different places that they could go. So... Well, I don't know why financially yeah. too, it makes sense. You're not going to, you're not going to replace a fly lay, fly away race and try to figure out another fly away and get everything coordinated and get everything scheduled here in the next two months. Do you so know where every, you know where everybody wants to go, right? You know, yeah. Laguna, everybody wants to come back to Laguna. It's mm -hmm. so wild. How many people want, I mean, like the paddock, they all want to come back to Laguna Seca. And it's a, a, I wonder, I really, I wonder what the, what the FIM homologation lifespan is on Laguna. Although it wouldn't take much for them to fly over and, and re recertify it. I know well, that they're about, five years, it, so it's been it's over. It's more of a management thing years, though, right? Like didn't, didn't, didn't Dorna and them get a little bit hosed by, by previous management at Laguna Seca? That's what I heard the problem. Yeah. Is. Yeah. No, no, it's very true. It's that's true. And, and, but those people have cycled their way out as well. So, so does Dorna just wipe their hands and go, okay, even though, you know, it's Laguna Seca is just a track. The management before sucked, but like, let's start this over again. And, you know, we got that new, you know what you, I, you I got mean, that new track you were talking to me about in Tennessee, right? Yeah. The new Tennessee track that's, that's scheduled to be FIM, like one homologation. So like, it'll be MotoGP spec track, uh, formula one spec. Okay. And I think this track is. You know, I, I, you know, I, 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 you hear a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff, uh, and I, I've never spoken with anyone from the track directly, but you hear rumors about they would love to be able to get Formula One in there from Coda. Okay. You know. Okay. Um, can't remember the name, but Rock. It's got Rock in the name. It's not Slippery Rock, but something. But it's it's a it's a country club type place too, Jay. You know, and it's 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 I have seen video of the track itself um, graded. So literally someone flew over the track with a drone. That video came to me and I've seen it. Yep. The layout looks fantastic. Does it? Without, without, yeah. You're flying to Knoxville, Having Greg? seen the Knoxville, video. Where do you fly into? It's outside of Knoxville. Okay. I, it's like on the north, more the west side of Knoxville, maybe within an hour of Knoxville. Okay. So it's, it's remote. Um, they are selling lots already for to build condos, to build houses, wow. and they're asking a ton of dough, a yep. ton of dough. But I mean, you're talking about there's a like a like the they've thought this track out so well. There's multiple configurations as you would think, oh, but one great. side the, it was the neighborhood, kind of where the neighborhood and stuff is. Yep, 
where they would have condos, houses, I think a little shopping center, a playground area for kids, all this stuff, this community. That's where you would go in if you were like a like a, a club, you know, like a car club or motorcycle club. Around the opposite end is actually designed to have professional paddocks. Wow. Okay. So that's where semis would be allowed in. It's where we would go in and we would we would populate the paddock that way. Like it's a very well designed the I can tell you this from the video that I've seen without having obviously laid down any pavement or any asphalt yet or anything else to me right now, I can say that it looks like the best computer generated track that I've seen so wow, far. Nice. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, what they've done is they've taken the natural terrain. They they've moved some dirt, but they haven't really had to move. You know, they haven't had to pile dirt up to make a corner, Yep. you know? Yep. So it's, it, it looks really cool. It, there's a lot of configurations on it. And uh, I'll send you the link when I, I've seen the link a couple of times, but <clears throat> that is definitely a place that I think they're interested in having Moto America. There's another track out there as well. But anyway, when that, when that happens, I, I cannot see world Superbike not coming back here. We still sell a lot of thousand CC sport bikes in the U S compared to the rest of the world. Yeah. So well, we're, one of the things we're going to be talking about on the podcast here is Imola in a minute. And did you watch any of the races from Imola? Yeah, yeah. You know what's yeah, funny yeah. is I, I'm watching the races. They start they start so good, don't they, Jay? They do start good. Who, like the first couple laps of those races are really good. Oh, yeah. But when you look at Imola, like I've raced there, which is great. Um, <laughs> such a great place. But regardless of that, um, it's got a lot of Road America characteristics. Like when they're coming down the front straightaway with the guardrails on either side. And I'm watching it and I'm thinking to myself, like... It it looks a lot like Road America in spots there. I hmm. would you deem Road America a safe racetrack? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, just my hesitation right there. It is not safety is not the first thing that jumps to mind when I look at Road America. I would say if you're going a one to ten, Right, say Chuck Walla. If you've ever been there, is probably a nine and point seven five. Yeah, 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 totally safety, super right? safe. Yes, and we know that people have been hurt there, but that no, is the but look, random but I'm, out of nowhere. Like, remember the car that hit the yeah, hit the yeah, corner yeah. worker station? Yeah, like that's weird stuff. Like weird stuff. But happens. in terms of like runoff and safety wise, and I mean, you know, weird stuff happens at racetracks. Yes, but I mean, in terms of like safety, Chuck Wall has got to be one of the safest. So that would be kind of one of the one of the top benchmarks. So I would say Road America comes in at about a six and a half for me. See, and I look at it, I road. look at it higher than that. I look at it like more seven and a half to eight and a half because the places that it's dangerous when you look at it at, from a perspective standpoint are going to be going down into turn five where it's kind of kinking to the left, going down into there 100%. with the walls on either side. Yeah. And then yeah. headed down to Canada Corner. I think everywhere else, the track is actually safe. Canada Corner could always use a little bit of work when you start to think about brake failures or any of that stuff. Um, That's what I think about, brake okay, failures. So, but overall, I look at Road America and I think, how many times, how many times, Greg, have we seen guys run into any barriers or any big problems? Like, I can't really think of one now. I remember PJ jumping off the bike when, you know, it caught fire or whatever it did to him a couple of years ago down in the Canada corner. But I'm saying that like Imola has those characteristics. There's guys running straight in turn one that couldn't get their bike stopped because it kinks. So when you get into the gravel, it, you know, you got to be turning the bike. So there were some big crashes 
down to turn one. Well, let me ask you this. Yeah. How would you rate Laguna safety with Imola safety? I think Laguna's safer. Yeah, okay. So then you're saying that there's no reason for that track not to be world super. It's I don't, it's not MotoGP homologation standards. Which one, Laguna or Road America? Laguna, yeah. Laguna. Yeah, no, but I, but those I, bikes have outgrown world's... that place. Those bikes need to go somewhere they can go 220 mile an hour, right? Agreed. I think that their slowest track of the year is what, Saxon Ring, maybe? Yes, I believe that's correct. I don't know for a fact, but that would be my guess. Um, Yeah, so... In terms of average speed and top speed, probably. Yeah, because I wonder about Mizano, too. I don't know what Mizano's... Anyways, but none of that matters. The thing is, is that it'll be nice to see us have a new track. Let's talk about this week, G-Dub, because I'm headed out today... I'm flying out tonight to Colorado. I get to ride High Plains Raceway oh. tomorrow. I'm going to ride with... with uh, oh, High Plains? Yeah. No, we're going up Brainerd Way, Jay. Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, we're going yeah. Up, yeah. Oh, yeah. Quick we're going fun fact. Way and, quick fun fact, folks. Yeah. Fargo wasn't yeah. filmed in Fargo, yeah. was it? No. No. Fargo was filled up Brainerd Way. Brainerd Way. Yeah. By the old Paul yeah. Bunyan. Yeah. They moved the Paul Bunyan. I heard, yeah. yeah. I got to go look for him. Anyhow... Oh, probably need to jump, Norm. Uh, anyhow, <laughs> yeah, Jake, so Jake Gagne leads it. Jake Gagne leads Medallia Superbike, Jason. Uh, 34 points over Cameron Bobier. Heron is only five points behind Bobier in third place. Escalante is in fourth. Matthew Skultz in sixth. PJ Jacobson in or fifth. fifth PJ Jacobson sixth. sixth. Corey Alexander, seventh. Cam Peterson has only had one podium finish this season. He is out for the rest of the season, just at Hayden Gillum. What happens? We got two Medallia Superbike races at Brainerd. What happens this weekend? Do you see Gagne? If you remember, he threw it away out in front, you know, like he he's thrown it away at Brainerd twice. One of them was the spin out when uh, two years ago when uh uh when what's his name was on the Ducati and then he crashed and was like, Mah! it's like, dude, you got all oh, kind of excited. Baz, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. You got all excited and you tossed her. But then remember uh, on the banking, like the back the, the back straightaway deal, which would have been all, our old turned one to turn two, Gagne flinged it. He he just he destroyed one, right? Yep, that's exactly so, right. Yeah, I mean, um, Brainerd. It's just it's an interesting place. Greg, it's weird because I don't – I like the place. Like it's so crazy. I, I like it. I like, like it. Like the facilities, it's yes. Not- facilities are shit. Like – Brandon needs to step up there. The bathrooms are the same from 30 years ago. So that part no, sucks. Dude, no doubt. There's porta johns there from the 1970s, dude. It's insane. Yeah. So insane. the thing is, is I think that, that Brainerd facilities, they're very, very, very lackluster. The area is a cool place to go. I'm actually flying right into Brainerd this year too. I'm not doing the Minneapolis thing. So, Dude, I heard that you could do that. I didn't even know. I did it. Mm. I did it 20 plus years ago. I flew into Brainerd, like when I very first went there, but so I think that when you look at this track, it's a little bit unique. It's a little bit different. It's a little bit rough. But, you know, even the the old spots, like when you go through turn one, two, three, four, five, all the way to that new new section that they created, it's pretty flowy and fast and fun. I kind of like all that. Um, but I think it's going to make for great racing this weekend. We've got – what is he how, – how many points back is he? 34 points, Cameron Bobier? Yeah. So – He's got to start chipping away at that that championship now. Um, what do we got? Four rounds to go, but we've got uh, nine races. Nine races, yeah. So nine out of twenty, yeah. And I think that um, I think that it's it's good for attack that Pittsburgh's three rounds. Um, 
Oh, uh, yeah, it's a good but point. But look, at this stage, Cambodia can win anywhere. There's nowhere I looked at. Like at the beginning of the year, the narrative was we think that the, the BMW is going to be good at certain places. Yamaha is going to be better at other places. Um, and then we completely got to remember there's a Ducati in the hunt too with Josh Heron. So Heron is right in the middle of this thing. Hopefully he's healed up even more. Um, he's 39 points back. We've seen both guys at the front have issues this year. Both Gagne and Bobier have had issues. So, I mean, this could, I think, it's going to sound crazy, but this this could be a good track for Heron too, although I don't think he's really comfortable there. Um, he's, he's not very comfortable at Brainerd, number one. Number two, um, um, there's so many surface changes. I'm going to be, it's going to be interesting to see how the Ducati reacts. How it works over Josh that. has been able to do things on uh, this newer Ducati that, Petrucci couldn't do okay. and mainly it's because of how Heron's just treats the bike it's he's smoother he's aggressive but he's smoother on the bike okay you know if you yeah. look at Petrucci right he was very pivot happy very slam it in the front slam it in the rear slam it in the front Ducati didn't seem to like that on Dunlops Heron's done a better job I think if there is chatter and there is some areas to be improved I think Brainerd will bring it out on the other hand I look at Richie Escalante yes. and he's so close to a podium Jay yep that this could be a track. I mean, you know, the, there's some characteristics at Brainerd that that you want the bike to get off of a corner, and I don't think that's the Suzuki's strength right now compared to its competitors. But it's, would you argue and say that Brainerd can be like the the, the newer part that we race on, new to you and I, the rinky dink, real tight stuff, the left right, come by the pit wall, go you know ninety degree left, ninety degree right, is a little bit more six hundred feelish to it, yeah. right? A little bit more. Agile, you know, like an agile bike works a little bit better. That's why I think the Yamaha works good through there. It's where Gagne was making all his time through that real tight stuff. And I think that uh, this could be an opportunity for Escalante to put it on the podium. I agree. I agree. And I think uh, PJ will be tough. Um, Corey's been riding all right. I, hey, look, it's just going to be I'm, – I'm excited about uh, where things are at with that. Uh, when we start looking at Supersport, there's one guy – only one guy you can really talk about right now, and that's Chavi Forez. Um Man, just has won everything. I don't see anything changing at this track. Now, there is rumors, right? And we've seen it all social media that there's a chance that Rocco Landers could come back here and ride at this at, at Brainerd. And it's arguably probably his favorite track. He smoked everybody last year in both races, um, if my memory serves me correct. He, he smoked everybody in both races at Brainerd last year. I'm sure he's feeling very much the same way of, hey, like, I want to get on my super sport bike. I want to go there and, and show that I can still ride at that level as well. I know he's still in the hunt for twins cup, but those guys don't race here this weekend. So no twins cup. I don't believe am I correct on that? Correct. Yep. So this gives Rocco an opportunity. And you know, when we were talking earlier about, uh, you know, even, even the Superbike seat, I mean, you got to throw Rocco's name in there. Um, of getting an opportunity uh, at some point, but I don't know when or why or what will happen with all that. So, but for now, when you talk super sport, Chavi Forez is the guy he's got 76 point lead over Mesa, Ty Scott's third, Hayes fourth and uh, Teague Hobbs. Who's riding really well this year, as we talked about fifth, we got junior cup this week though. Correct. We do have Junior Cup this week. We do. You and I are commentating eight races again this weekend, dude. Yeah, we're slammed. Okay, so Avery Dreher. Yeah. I haven't forgot about Avery Dreher. He has been the shining point of this class this year. He's really the guy who has stepped up, 
Max Van still looking for that first win. Solid second place right now in the point standings for Max Van, though. He's been doing a great job finishing these races. Um, what's he got, Greg? 24-point lead? Twenty, Yeah, mm-hmm. is it 24? 26-point lead. He's got 26-point lead, I believe. Um, does Avery Dreyer over Max Van? Bickney's is third. We've seen good rides out of him. Rossi Moore and um, Levy Batty there in fifth. So we'll be doing that. And we got Stock Thousand back this week, too. I like watching Stock Thousand at Brainerd. Bobier's leading that over to over Caleb, over Travis Wyman and Gillum, with Nolan Lampkin fifth in the points right now. Um, when you start looking at Stock Thousand, we, we haven't talked about these guys in a little bit, but uh, Ezra's doing a, a, just done a great job. I'm surprised that we didn't see him at, at other events, but... You know, just to keep the flow going, but mm-hmm. done great. And it's the first time this year that Cameron Bobier and his brother have ever been on a professional racetrack together. It's pretty cool. And that was because, if you remember, one of the events we were at the last, was it Road America, maybe? Um, Wherever Stock Thousand was, it was so packed that they took the top 10 in points and put them right. in with Superbike. They did. Right? And that was the first time. And I remember those two hanging out, kind of giggling, like, dude, can you imagine after all these years, it's the first time we've ever That's been wild. together on the same racetrack? Yeah. That is pretty wild. Bikes. Also, Jay, we have Mission King of the Baggers, and that championship is is really good. Kyle Wyman's only got five points over Raspoli. Hayden Gillum's been putting on a charge as of late after a win and a third-place finish. He's only 18 points back from the lead. Then Tyler O'Hara, Bobby Fong, they're, they're a little bit further back. Isn't Raspoli only, only 13 have, back, isn't he? Raspoli's only five back. Oh, well, on the website, it's 116 to 103, so. Oh, maybe... I don't know. I, I figured you're looking at the same stuff I am, but maybe you're not. So it says I'm looking at I'm looking at the the results after Monterey race two, right? They, I'm trusting. So they've you. had two day two Daytona races, yep. two Atlanta races. I'm looking at Kyle Wyman one sixteen, Raspoli one oh three is how they have it on the website. But oh uh, no, it's one forty eight. Kyle's got one forty eight, Raspoli's got one forty three. Got it. So that's five points. And then Hayden Gillum's got one thirty. So the website's a little incorrect. And that of course was like Raspoli had taken the lead over just for a brief moment after race one because Kyle got seven points and James got uh, 20. And then Kyle won, Raspoli third, and Hayden Gillum. So that's where we sit. So it's five points and 13 points Yeah, is the spread. Sorry, five points from Kyle to Raspoli and 18 points from Hayden Gillum to Kyle. And so Hayden's got 13 points away from Raspoli. So that's that's the rundown in terms of of how that's all, you know, working itself out. So this could be, this could be one of those weekends. You know, it feels to me that some of these racers like a Chavi Forez, I know what he's trying to do. He's kind of really talked about the opportunity that he might have if he wraps this championship up early. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wonder if he's going to put undue pressure on himself. I think if Rocco comes back and if Hayes, Hayes has got a Brainerd thing too. He likes Brainerd. He always went well here. You know, he's another one that, that could, I mean, when we talk about extended race at Laguna, I, I, it's hard for me to imagine that people don't understand that Hayes should have won that race. You know what I mean? Right. Like, had it not just been for the misstep in the in the pits, like he had the speed, he was putting pressure on Chavi Forez. He put enough pressure on Chavi where Chavi had to go half a second deep, and and he destroyed his front tire. But since there was no Hayes there to to hound him, he was able to you know, dial it back and go the pace. But Jay, I think you and I talked about this offline. I think you told me that Chavi or that Hayes lost what 16.1 seconds or something after that pit stop. Correct. 
Yeah, you nailed it. And he lost and he lost by twelve. Yeah, no, you lo- you, so, you nailed you nailed that uh that prediction that day in the pitch you, when you said that on the te- on TV and uh yeah, and and look, but Batista was out front cruising at that point because he knew he had such a huge lead and he just Batista was out sorry, front. You're Batista. About work. I'm looking at Batista's name right <laughs> well, now. That is, that is true, by the Chubby way. That's true, by the front. way. No matter no matter so, what race you say, Batista was out front cruising. Well, he yeah, was for two for sure. corners in race three, you know. But yeah, but Chubby Forrest is <laughs> is the guy, and um, yeah. So I think I think that he was just out front cruising was Forrest at Laguna yeah. after Josh's misstep uh, in the pits. So, um, but yeah, Brainerd, have you looked at the weather? Is it supposed to be good there for us? Ah, I have not looked at the weather. <clears throat> I haven't either. I haven't looked now to see what it's it like. Up. Uh, let's see weather.com because that's what I do. And then do I type in up Brainerd way, you think, or just up Brainerd, Brainerd way? Oh, you know, oh, yeah, Brainerd. Are we gonna Brainerd, Minnesota? I think, all right, I think Tammy started to listen to the old podcast too, so she's gonna really appreciate your uh, oh, yeah, she's gonna really appreciate your, your accent, dude. If you're up Brainerd way today, yeah. Forget about it. Oh, it no. was 94. Oh, wow. Tomorrow's 95. Yikes. All right. So things are going to get better. All right. So we're talking still going to be toasty Friday. And trust me, 88 degrees up in Brainerd. That is rough. It's hot. So it'll be 88 is a high on Friday, 83 on Saturday, 81 on Sunday. Oh, that looking fantastic. The chance of rain, as I look at it right now, are in the teens to below. Okay. So 18% with a nine, nine mile an hour wind. It's only 6% on Saturday. So we're looking, we're looking good. I mean, it's just kind of partly cloudy. It's just going to be a little bit warm on Friday, but it cools off nicely. And uh, on Monday, it'll start to heat up again. So that's at least the, the current forecast. 81 degrees on Sunday, 83. It should be right there with some sun. Track temperature should be good. Tires shouldn't be an issue. You got to get your butt to to Brainerd. It's it's a good time. Yeah, uh, we're, we're, we're all pitted on the inside. There's a lot of racing going on. Jason and I will be absolutely slammed when we have our production crew we have four races a day, yeah. you know, TV races. Yeah. It's going to be busy. Um, yeah, we we love doing it though. That's for sure. Yeah, no, and I love our booth there. I love our booth. Yeah, at Brainerd. it's really nice. It's really great. It's yeah. uh, probably one of my favorite places as far as booths go because I c- you can see so much. And um, yeah, so anyways, Brainerd is a go this week. Like I said, I'm flying to High Plains tonight. Going to ride at High Plains Raceway tomorrow all day Tuesday with Simon and David. So those guys are out there ripping laps today, believe it or not. I was supposed to leave cool. Sunday, awesome. but did you ever go there? Hi, I've never been to High Plains. I know you taught there for years. Such a good and I track. never so good. I never got to go. It, is it yeah, that's what I heard. It's a little bit like Chuck Wall in the sense that it truly is out in the middle of nowhere. That's the <laughs> that's the thing that would make it hard to actually run a big event because it is out in the middle of nowhere. But um but yeah, so Head it and then from there head to Brainerd. But Greg, the week that we missed on our podcast, we also missed the Italian round at Imola World Superbike. Uh, it was a hot one there too, like really, really hot. And so when when you, uh, you know, we were very, I was very curious because there were some rule changes. You know, Ducati got another 250 RPM kicked off. Um, I felt like it was a track when you go to Imola. Greg, that the front straightaway is is pretty fast and it's got a little kink to it, but other than that, it's it's one of those tracks where there's a lot of stuff going on. It's very physical, and I think they even short shorted the last race, race two of the weekend. Uh, 
uh, on Sunday afternoon. Yeah, the feature length race. They went yes. down to 15 from 19 laps. Yes. Um, and because of the heat, it was just, it was excessive. So Batista came out in one race one over Rizgatioglu and Johnny Ray. I'm trying to think who was on pole. I think Ray was on pole for these races, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and then the Super Pole race, Rizgatioglu got the better of Batista. Locatelli was third in that one. And then in race two, the, the, on Sunday afternoon, that's where we saw Batista slip up really for the first time this year. He crashed right off the bat in turn two there. He got the Ducati out front right off the bat going into turn one. Tips off. Rasgatioglu goes on and wins that race. And he had some big challenge from Bassani, who we'll talk about in a minute. Johnny Ray ended up third in that race. Um, I watched all the races. I watched every one of them. Uh, a little bit more interesting. First race was kind of typical. Uh, Batista at a track that he even admitted isn't one of his favorites. I think a lot of these riders are very conscious of where the walls and some of those things are here. Um, but, but yeah, he ended up winning race one and it just looked like you could just see the frustration in, in Resgatiaglu right now. You can just see it. He's frustrated and I guess he has every right to be. Well, yeah, his bike's a little bit. Well, all slower, the, everybody's Batista. bikes are, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, like, you know, like the beginning of the races are great. Uh, at least the first race, the beginning of the race was good. And then once Bautista, what happens is, is that Rasgatlioglu knows where he can attack. Bautista just passes wherever he can. And then Rasgatlioglu fights back. Then, then Bautista figures out, oh, okay, I got to pass him in a different section where he can't fight back. And then it, it's over. The sprint race was was really entertaining. It was high pressure and stuff. But in terms of Bautista falling off in in the first like the first lap mm-hmm. of race two when it was so hot, and you have such a big points lead in the championship, it's a good time to fall off. I'm just telling. Well, yeah. I mean, why, it, why go to work? Why go to thing? work? Still got a seventy point lead. Locatelli had a good weekend. He ended up fourth in race one. Dude, how about Bradley Ray? He was on. How about Bradley, Bradley Ray? Race Ray two? What a great week for. And now he's out. He's getting some surgery done. So he's. Oh. He's out, but Bradley Ray ended up six. I mean, Rinaldi, again, I think he knows he's on the hot seat. He goes, I think he finished fifth in every race. Rinaldi did. Bassani. Dude, our boy in race two, our boy Baz was was the the best BMW out there just ahead of Redding. Yeah, yeah he did it. So when you start to look at these things, it's yeah, I mean, Baz beating Redding. I mean, where's Redding gonna go? It's you know, it sounds yeah, it, I don't know. It sounds like Baz is out and Redding is in at at Bonovo. So, did you happen to see the girl off Baz thing? Mm-mm. You didn't see Garrett take out Baz in practice? No, I did. I didn't see it. Mm. <laughs> what did he do? That was an outlap, and he went up underneath Baz with like three corners, four corners to go, and, and it ran into like both of them just wadded out in the mm-hmm. gravel, like on the outlap. <laughs> yeah, that was a bit rough. And I know Garrett apologized and all that, but yeah, it's that was a tough one. Lor Lor Loris doesn't strike me as a guy who's gonna hold on to that stuff too long. You know, it's great. Like he handled it, pretty... he handled it great. And you could tell Garrett was mm. so like sorry. You know, obviously he was really, really sorry. And I mean, like, look, shit happens. I get it, shit happens, but it was like one of those things where ooh, that must have been must have been pretty wild going back to the old garage after uh, yeah. after that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So what are we looking at for most this weekend for World Superbike? What do you think? It's, again, it's another one of those tracks where, 
Last year, huge battles. It's got a big enough front straightaway where the Ducati can actually do something uh, down the front straightaway. But, um, I mean, Toprak's going to be trying his best. So will Johnny. I think Bassani. Bassani rode so well at Imola that he is trying so hard to get himself a seat, but I don't I don't really know where he would go. That's the problem. Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? You know, and more Ducatis piling in. Your boys heading over there with the Ducati for Mark VDS, and so the the other interesting the bit is, and and I think that you know, with changes at World Superbike level, for sure, we as Moto America keep an eye on what's going over there. Is that there was Kawasaki used one of their their points or whatever to get two hundred fifty more RPM? Yeah, concessions. So they have whatever. yeah the concession points. They have five hundred RPM that's available and. I did read something after the last race last week that said that Cowie had did not use has not used their 500 RPM yet. Right. They need to do t- some testing on it first. Right. This might be the first time that they use it. There was also an article on Speed Week. Is that what it's called? Speed. What's the German website you go to? Is it Speed Week? I don't, com I don't, or something? I don't go to that one. I'm not sure uh, anyway, what that is, buddy. Um, yeah, it's really good. Uh, I think it's Speed Week. Speed. Anyway, that Johnny Ray had said in there that he's a little concerned about the three race format. Yep. And you know when you, you know with 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 things getting hotter and hotter and and more you know physicality put on the athletes and the promoters wanting to satisfy race fans, it's it's in direct conflict with the the athletes' physical well being. So it's going to be, uh, it'll be a talking point I think to figure out if this format stays and i know that what if if moto gp moto gp is lucky right they're so popular they can kind of dictate when they go to races when they don't right having this month off yep july is the hottest month of the year by the way yep. just you know in case a lot of people think it's august it's not and the reason why is because it starts to cool off in the in in the northern hemisphere anyway it starts to cool off quite a bit uh towards the the end of august which helps the average daily temperature down so july is the hottest month and that's why moto gp takes it off but these sprint races and stuff and extreme heat that they were in uh, moto world superbike last time it takes a toll and it, it could create some some you know people getting dizzy on the bike no matter how fit these athletes are correct you know and so you know johnny i i get it I, and i understand his point but also those are the things you hear from aging athletes right jay like a little yeah. bit you know i think that it's I don't think Johnny's out there searching for any reasons of, I mean, it's, it's pretty evident. No excuses. No, no reasons. No, no. I, I don't think I, so, all no. of his interviews are like, Oh, we got to be better. And the team's done a good job. And you know, from a, from a kind of a, a writer's perspective, I sit there and I watch him and talk rat top rat giving Batista credit. Oh, you know, Alvaro's doing a great job and this and that. But on the flip side, I just know they're going like, this sucks. Cause we have no chance against him. Uh, on that bike and this and that it, it it's nice to put on a brave face i think but on the flip side of it they've kind of they kind of realized that once batista gets in front unless you absolutely rough him up you have no chance you just don't have a chance mm-hmm. so and the amount of risk that those bikes have to take to rough him up is like it, it's the risk reward is a little imbalanced and i think that's really part of the problem yeah and i but, um, yeah it, it's going to be interesting to see this weekend at, at most, um, 
I wish they were going to Brno. I say it every year when we go to most because most is like Argent. Most is like Argentina and Mandalika. It's not really a track that I like. Go. Oh, it looks like a great place to. Like I'm not itching to go race over there, or to go ride over there. You know, I'm going to go to some tracks in Europe to go ride them with some friends this year. Most wouldn't probably be on my calendar to to go check no. out. So no. Anyways, does Brno even still exist? <clears throat> I heard it does, and I heard. That they're trying to, I heard they're trying to actually bring it back and repave it, but I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's mm. true. That's you just hear things out there, so it's hard. You've been there. You've been there, yeah. Oh my god, I raced Bruno a bunch. Yeah, love it. Have you golfed there? I've never golfed. Czech Republic mm, is such a cool place. It's a cool place. Yeah, cool place. Hey, all right, let's talk about motocross real quick. Um, well, Jet Lawrence. <laughs> Just undefeated still. Washougal. So fun watching that place. I went there with Lincoln James once. I I went there and it rained the whole time. You commentated, and still 50, I remember. thousand people showed up. Unbelievable. Yeah, that's pretty mm-hmm. wild. Yeah. Love that place. So Jet Lawrence wins, goes 1 1. Uh, Chase Sexton um, ended up, yeah, Chase Sexton, first race. Uh, he ended, I think he finished sixth. Or did he end up finishing second? I can't remember, but he ended up basically. Um, Who Chase? Chase. He's finished second in both races. Chase, Chase has finished second yep, every, race every race except one race he's been in. Yeah, which was Red Bud Two. He finished third. That's right. That's right. Yep. So, so he ends up. He Chase ends up second. Oh, you know what, Greg? I think I'm looking at uh, official. Yeah, official results. I got it right here. What I what I do in this case is I just pull up the points the point standings yeah. because it tells you. It gives you each moto. It. Yeah. You know what Dylan I mean? Fernandez so like, like for instance, yeah, I got it. Aaron Aaron Plessinger, Aaron Plessinger goes, let's see, 14 points. Four, four. He went four four on the weekend. And Cian Cirillo was fifth going. No, Plet Plessinger got a third. He got third in race two. And he he got on the box and he got he gave his uh his famous podium speech. Yeah, that's weird, because on their Oh, forget what I just said. I got Spring Creek up. I don't know. I don't know why. No, uh, yeah, that would. That well, would, I went to. I went to it. your link that you gave me. Oh, yeah. I'm an ass. Yeah, yeah, I gotta change that. Apparently, your fault. No, no, it's not. It, anyway, anyways, the 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 they have six motos left. Three events. They're off until the 12th of August. So I think they have two weeks off. And next event's gonna be Unadilla. Then they go Bud's Creek and they wrap it up with Ironman. So. Jet Lawrence gets to sick of, sit around and think about these next six motos, as does everyone else. Dylan Fernandez is second in the points, 95 points back. So Jet Lawrence is looking pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So wait, He's, there's 150 points left in the championship. So in essence, if Jet after Unadilla can have a 100-point lead, 101-point or 100-point lead, he'll he wraps up the championship so he can wrap it up after at unadilla at the next one which makes a lot of sense the way he's had it yeah for sure um so yeah so then yeah in the two in the 250 class <laughs> i guess this hayden deegan kid ends up winning over justin cooper and hunter lawrence did you see his interview afterwards no i was like oh greg's gonna greg's gonna hate him even more now he, he goes why what do you do why his interview he's, he's taking digs a little bit at hunter he's like He's like, what did he say? Because he went 1-1. I mean, he dominated that place. He did great. Mm-hmm. And he basically mm-hmm. he basically said something to the fact that Hunter's the one that's supposed to be winning these races. 
So he's got to be like, it was a, he goes, it was a tough day for me. And it had to be a tough day for Hunter too, because Hunter's supposed to be winning these races. I'm like, good play. Good play, kid. Like ruffle mm, feathers, do yeah. whatever, you know? I like it. Yeah. Try to get into his noodle. I mean, scramble him up a little bit. He's doing a good job. I, I do you have points? Do uh, you have the points pulled up? Yeah. It's three points. Hunter's got three points over, over uh, Hayden. And they get, so it's 300 to 297. Justin Cooper's there in third at 281. Do they have a couple so, weeks off now, Greg? I think they have a week or two off. Yeah, don't like they? I said, they're two weeks off. They, okay. don't, they don't come back till August twelfth, I think. Yep. See how literally listens to me, everybody. I know. Even sorry. though I already said it all. I know. I'm so sorry. one, two, yeah. So almost let's see, one, two, two and a half weeks till they have to race. Right. So good for them. They they I'm sure there's a couple riders that are dinged up that are going, please. I know one rider. Plessinger, who does this happens to him like he ends up getting his best result at the last supercross race he gets his best results outdoor at the last washugal and then he's got two and a half weeks off like it's poor guy he probably just wants to go 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 but right i'm sure there's a few of these riders that are struggling that need some time off and and they deserve it people so next week we're going to be talking brainerd and we'll talk world superbike most and get you caught up and then MotoGP is back. So MotoGP comes back, um, not next weekend, obviously, but we will preview and kind of get you up to speed, up to date on what's going to happen. Because like Jason said, MotoGP Silverstone is coming up and he will be there. Will be. That weekend, I'm going to be in Cullman, Alabama, shooting rubber rubber animals. Cute. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. looking forward to going back there. Uh, we'll have to do our podcast. I, I take off next Tuesday. Out of Minneapolis. Are you staying? Like are you staying through the twelfth? One thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, I'm staying through. I come home on the thirteenth. Are you going to Thruxton? I'm BSB. I'm not. I'd like to. Maybe I'll go there Saturday and oh. check it out. Yeah, I. It's just on my calendar, and you I was just what? thinking about yeah. it because I, yeah. I got. Uh. I'm. I'm going back there as soon as we get down at Brainerd. Like I said, I ride on Monday. Mm-hmm. I'm riding Monday with Dave and Simon. Monday night. I fly from Brainerd to Minneapolis. So Tuesday morning, I could do the podcast before I get on my flight to fly to Europe. Okay. So I'm going to go to Dublin, hang out with Stevie English for three days. Sorry, Steve. He loves it. And then on Friday evening, I'm flying from Dublin over to London and meeting Simon. Simon's flying over for MotoGP. Back to the homeland. <laughs> Back huh? to the homeland for Simon. So we're going to go to MotoGP on Saturday, Sunday, and then I'm there for the week after that. And then, uh, But Saturday, Thruxton. Your mom going over? My mom's not going over. Okay. Bummer. And Saturday Thruxton. Yeah. You got to go Thruxton. Take, take, you know, try, I, I, listen, try to take some photos. Would you please? I know I'm horrible at it. Do you need passes for MotoGP or do you have passes? I got some VIP MotoGP. passes, I think. Like we got okay. some of that. So yeah, I'm going to work on a couple things there too, though. I like to, I like to work on a couple things. Silverstone looks like a great, well, great let place. me know. I mean, I can reach out to Palo and stuff and see about getting you, you know, getting you in the pits and see that everybody. Blood. This is why, I, this is why. You're friends with Greg White because he gets you sorted, gets you hooked up. Greg's got connections. Am I right? Yeah. Am I right? Yeah. I mean, I know a few people. You do know a few people. There is no I'm, doubt about I'm lucky. that. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. I'm lucky that way. Yep. Well, I know a few people. So, all right. You know, whatever. Well, anything else you'd like to tell the people before we, we no. get, hey, get out of here? Hey, if you're coming to Brainerd. Huh? Had a few people say to me at Laguna, hey, you and Greg always say to come up and say hi. So I am. Great. Love it. Do it again. We'll be Perfect. at Brainerd. Yeah, we we definitely love it. Brainerd, we had a and huge look, I'm not, listen, I hate to say year. this, but yeah. Yeah, but I mean, look, you know, if you're if you see me and you have a you know, you have a uh 
a bucket of donuts. Don't don't oh. don't be afraid to just hand me the hey, bucket. Your boy Cole. Your boy Cole. <laughs> you wait till yeah. you see him. Yeah. He's he's Are lost. You oh Is yeah. He he's been working. He's been pedaling every day mm. in his house, by the way. But you know, but that's fine. You're not gonna mm. go ride your bike around Culver City. Um, so yeah, he's pedaling every day and he's watching dude, he's down like ten or twelve or more pounds. But those donuts at Brainerd, Did- the, you remember the ones at Brainerd? Oh, they're gonna so yeah greg greg i know you're gonna go on a diet starting on monday after brainerd i know right after yeah, right. no sunday done, sunday night at six sunday night yeah. yeah once the on my way to the airport once the donut place hotel. once the donut place closes we're we're both officially on our diets Oof. so yeah so we so that'll be a tough one so i think he's been i think he's been uh shredding himself so that he can gorge himself with donuts at Brainerd, man's but, got the man can see the future. That's all I'm the saying. Future. The so, man can see the future. Yeah, if you look, last year we had a big crowd at Brainerd. Moto America um, packed them in on the infield. I remember going around there last year, which is good. So, looking forward to seeing everybody up that way. GW, be safe traveling there. Races from most motocross is off. Hey, X Games was in Ventura this last week, so that was pretty cool. Um, so, if, last week we would have said we could have talked about X Games being here, but anyhow, everybody enjoy your week. And uh, let's go racing this week and see everybody later.